This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. No matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your baby's mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Get your baby butt in the best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. Tonight, breaking news. Deadly storms batter the south. Multiple tornadoes flatten homes and topple trees in Alabama. Watches and warnings in several states. We will tell you where the severe weather is headed next. Also tonight, President Biden faces the press. In his first formal news conference, the president says he won't apologize for the administration's handling of the crisis at the border. When an unaccompanied child ends up at the border, we're just going to let him starve to death and stay on the other side. I'm not going to do it. The president blasts Republican efforts to tighten state election laws, calling them, quote unquote, un-American. It's sick. It's sick. Plus, will he run for re-election? First court appearance, the Boulder massacre suspect arrives in a wheelchair. His lawyer wants time to assess his mental health. Plus, new heartbreaking details from a witness to the mass shooting. Doubling the doses, the president vows 200 million COVID shots in his first 100 days. Pfizer begins testing its vaccine on children as young as five. COVID's new hotspot, why hospitals are filling up in Michigan, especially with young people, plus the shocking spike in infections. Is a COVID variant to blame? Record settlement. The University of Southern California will pay nearly $1 billion after accusations a campus doctor sexually abused more than 700 women. Shipping halted. Billions in goods are held up by a container ship still stuck in the Suez Canal. Why it's taking so long to move. And Healing Through Horses, a one-of-a-kind program that offers an escape to children with emotional trauma. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. 
reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Nora is off. I'm Major Garrett. More than 30 million Americans across the South face the threat of severe weather tonight. Multiple deadly tornadoes have already touched down. Much of Alabama is under a state of emergency. A large tornado tore a trail of destruction, ripping up homes, uprooting trees, and sending thousands scrambling for safety. Tornado and flash flood alerts are posted across several states, including Tennessee and Kentucky. Multiple deaths have been confirmed, and there are reports of people trapped in flattened homes. Also tonight, at his press conference, President Biden defended his decision to roll back some Trump administration policies at the southern border and allow unaccompanied minors into the United States, promising to open new facilities to hold them. He also blasted Republican efforts to curtail voting rights. We are also following an alarming trend in the coronavirus pandemic. More young people are getting infected and they are being hospitalized. There is a lot to get to this evening. Our team is following all of it. CBS's Omar Villafranca leads off our coverage in the storm zone in Alabama. Omar, good evening. The storm blew through this afternoon and showed no mercy. Let me show you some of this damage here. The roof is ripped off of this home and the wall collapsed into the neighbor's house. This home also has significant damage to the roof, but also you can see the storm punched through the garage door. The woman who lives here told us that she hid in her bathtub and prayed because this is the second time in 10 days that a major storm has blown through this area. The series of damaging tornadoes sent sparks and debris flying across northern Alabama. The deadly storms reportedly trapping people in their homes. Powerful winds uprooted trees and sent them crashing onto rooftops or flattening them on their foundations. Some of the worst damage happened here at the Eagle Point subdivision in Shelby County, Alabama. It was scary. The noise was unbelievable. Carol Willis's garage damaged, but her home was mostly spared. She described the frightening moments the tornado barreled through her community. I was standing in this window, the bedroom window, and I looked out and it started getting dark. I said, well, I better get out of this room. And I had a metal garbage can. I said, well, let me run to my utility room. I put the garbage can over my head, went in there. I, st I stayed no more than two minutes. And I came out and I saw all of this. I couldn't believe it. It went so fast. Also hard hit, Pelham, Alabama, just 20 miles south of Birmingham. At least 14,000 people in the area without power. First responders have been going door to door to check on people. You can tell by the markings here. Good news is there's no fatalities here, but there were at least three fatalities in Calhoun County, which is about northeast of Birmingham. And Major, the folks here are not going to get any rest because more storms are expected to roll through tonight. Omar Villafranca, thank you. CBS's Lonnie Quinn is tracking the storms and joins us now with the latest. Lonnie, good evening. All right. What I want to do, Major, I want to go straight to the radar picture. I want to focus on where the heaviest activity is right now. And unfortunately, it's exactly where Omar was reporting from. It's Alabama. It's Tennessee. That line is being pushed right now to the east, sort of northeast. But it, it, if you look where the tornado watches are, where we're really focusing our concern for tonight. Yeah, you've got Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Tennessee. But there's a second area as well, sort of north of that, Tennessee, Kentucky, Illinois, Indiana. And it's the same area that was hit just last week when you go to that area down like around Tennessee and Mississippi. And look at this. Last week, 
when when Mississippi and Alabama were dealing with an EF2 with winds at around 111 miles per hour, maybe a little bit stronger. Everything I've seen thus far, we haven't officially classified it yet, but everything I see, Major, makes me believe this is an EF3, if not stronger. That would be 136 mile per hour winds. Where does this go from here? Well, by 8 p.m., those individual cells are going to consolidate themselves into a solid line. That sort of pushes up to the north. So for tonight, we keep a lookout for places like Nashville to Louisville. And then you don't let your guard down because by Saturday, the Tennessee Valley, already another concern for tornadoes this weekend. Guys, that is the latest. Let's go back to you, Major. Lonnie Quinn with the vital details. Thank you so very much. Tonight, 17,000 unaccompanied migrant children are in U.S. custody. That explains why questions about the crisis at the southern border dominated President Biden's press conference today. The president insisted he's not to blame, implying his predecessor was. CBS's Nancy Cordes from the White House. Make no apology for that. In an hour-long exchange with reporters, President Biden defended his decision not to expel unaccompanied migrant children as their numbers in U.S. custody hit new records. The idea that I'm going to say, which I would never do, that if an unaccompanied child ends up at the border, we're just going to let him starve to death and stay on the other side. No previous administration did that either, except Trump. I'm not going to do it. The president vowed to open new facilities to cut down on overcrowding. Children crammed into adult detention centers and sleeping on floors for days. He insisted the surge is seasonal as smugglers take advantage of cooler winter weather. Does anybody suggest that there was a 31 percent increase under Trump because he was a nice guy and he was doing good things at the border? That's not the reason they're coming. Mr. Biden grew most fiery on the issue of voting rights as Republican legislatures across the country pass restrictions that could disproportionately affect the very people who got him elected minorities and young Americans. Are you worried that if you don't manage to pass voting rights legislation, that your party is going to lose seats and possibly lose control of the House and the Senate in 2022? What I'm worried about is how un-American this whole initiative is. It's sick. It's sick. Deciding in some states that you cannot Bring water to people standing in line, waiting to vote. The Republican voters I know find this despicable. Republican voters. He also made news on foreign policy, threatening to take action after North Korea tested two ballistic missiles last night. But I'm also prepared uh, um, for some form of diplomacy, Um, but it has to be conditioned upon the end result of denuclearization. And he cleared up one mystery about his future plans. My plan is to run for re-election. That's my expectation. Nancy, tell us what the president also said about the fate of U.S. forces deployed in Afghanistan. Major, he suggested that those forces would remain in Afghanistan beyond a May 1st departure deadline that had been set by his predecessor, though he said he could see all 2,500 of them coming home at some point within the year. Nancy Cordes, thank you so much. Tonight, the suspect in the supermarket massacre in Boulder, Colorado, is being held without bail after making his first court appearance. And we are hearing more heartbreaking stories, including from a witness to the attack. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti reports tonight from Boulder. 
Good morning. We're on the record. Wheelchair bound with a leg wound. Ahmed Alisa spoke only once in court. Sir, do you understand those rights as I've explained them to you this morning? We need you to answer out loud, please. Okay. The 21-year-old faces 10 counts of murder and one count of attempted murder for allegedly shooting at a police officer. The district attorney told the judge today there's more to come. We will be filing additional charges in the next couple weeks. Authorities have not said anything about a possible motive or why he chose to open fire in a supermarket 30 miles from his home. One of Elisa's attorneys signaled a possible defense. We cannot do anything until we are able to fully assess Mr. Elisa's mental illness. Boulder police today tweeted the story behind these handcuffs and what police told Elisa when he was booked into jail. Quote, officers informed him the handcuffs used that day were those of Officer Eric Talley. Talley was among the 10 killed that day in the supermarket. Kirsten Brooks is his sister. It's not just Eric that's gone. It's, it's who he was in my family. Meanwhile, the horrific details of the attack continue to surface. The scariest thing was the silence. silence Logan Smith took cover in the store during the shooting. There was not one word said by the gunman or anyone within the building that I could hear. The only thing that could be heard was store music and the automated store message. An FBI forensics team remains here on the scene at the supermarket collecting evidence. Meanwhile, funerals for the victims will begin this weekend. Major. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. President Biden today doubled his goal of 100 million COVID shots in his first 100 days to 200 million. The U.S. has now surpassed 30 million confirmed COVID cases and new COVID infections are on the rise in many states. Nowhere are cases spiking faster than in Michigan. And CBS's Mola Lenghi is there. Tonight, an alarming increase. COVID cases spiking across the country in 20 states. Six of them were cases arising at least 20 percent. One hotspot, Michigan, with one of the highest number of cases per capita in the U.S., more than 5,000 just today, the biggest daily total this year. And hospitalizations there are spiking, more than doubling in the last three weeks, a 633% rise in people ages 30 to 39 since the beginning of the month, and an 800% increase among those 40 to 49 years old. Health officials saying the spike is likely due to the U.K. variant. This is a race between uh, the virus and the vaccine. Dr. Nick Gilpin is the chief infectious disease doctor at Beaumont Health in the hard-hit Detroit suburbs. The virus doesn't know boundaries, right? Correct. is it just a matter of the variant having been introduced to these places? That's, ex- that's exactly right. We believe that this variant you know, is going to eventually become the dominant strain. His hospital system is now restricting visitors for the first time since last April. This as the race to vaccinate speeds ahead. Pfizer announcing today it's testing the vaccine in children 5 to 11 years old. Dr. Emmanuel Walter is leading the Duke University hospital trial. They're smaller, they have different physiology, they have different immune responses. Uh, So we really do need to assess and make sure that the vaccine is safe. Nine-year-old twins, Marisol and Alejandra Gerardo, are two of the participants. We spoke to them at home with their father, Dr. Charles Gerardo. It's surprising and it feels weird, kind of, that like you're like... In a history book or something? They're going to play a role in the herd immunity of everyone else. Very cool. Good job.
Well, Ford Field here, home to the Detroit Lions, and the first mass vaccination site in the state opened up Wednesday. Today, they found themselves with an oversupply of vaccines. So officials opened up the door to anyone 16 or older, and the line spontaneously formed and wrapped around the block. People showing up just to get that shot. Now, beginning April 5th, anyone 16 or older here in Michigan will officially be eligible for the vaccine major. Spontaneous line developing. No surprise there. Mola Lange in Detroit. Thank you. Breaking tonight, the largest sex abuse settlement ever against any college or university in this country. An additional $850 million will now go to hundreds of women who said they were sexually abused by former University of Southern California campus gynecologist George Tyndall. Here is CBS's Jamie Ucas. I wasn't another piece of meat just for Tyndall. I was really just a piece of meat for USC as well. More than 700 women branded former University of Southern California gynecologist George Tyndall a sexual predator. Tonight, they've been awarded $850 million. That combined with a previous class action lawsuit brings USC's payout to more than a billion dollars. Now a sex crimes prosecutor, Audrey Nafziger says she's one of Tyndall's survivors. When this first happened to you, did you think that there was something wrong? I knew there was something wrong with the way he talked to me and the filthy, disgusting stories he told me. But when he was taking pictures under the guise of treatment, I didn't know those things were wrong. The lawsuit claims the university knew about the complaints, yet did nothing to protect students. They're a very powerful institution, USC. And the fact that they just didn't care and threw us to the wolves is so disgusting. Monica Narayanan says she was also a victim of Dr. Tyndall. Using two fingers, he performed an examination in a deeply massaging sort of penetrative motion. Tyndall was initially arrested in June 2019, pleading not guilty to 35 criminal charges. He's due back in court tomorrow. Tonight, USC's president released a statement. In it, she says that she is, quote, deeply sorry for the pain experienced by the women and hopes the settlement provides some relief. But I can tell you we were listening to a press conference held a little bit earlier today where the victim said there is no amount of money that can make up for what Tyndall did. Major? No amount of money. Jamie Ucas, thank you. Today we learned Jessica Walter died at her home in New York. A star on Broadway, in TV and movies, Walter had what the pros call range. She played Clint Eastwood's stalker and played Misty Formy and the scheming mom in the series Arrested Development. She won an Emmy in 1975 for TV's Amy Prentice. Jessica Walter was 80 years old. Tonight, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is accused of giving family members and political allies special access to COVID tests back when testing was scarce. The Times Union of Albany reports Governor's brother, CNN anchor Chris Cuomo, his mother, and at least one sister were tested by health officials. The governor's office denied they received special treatment. Tonight, crews are trying everything they can to free up a giant cargo ship still wedged in Egypt's Suez Canal. They've used tugboats and heavy machinery, but the ship simply won't budge. And now, more than 150 other cargo ships are backed up, costing shippers billions every day. In this stressful time, no group of Americans has suffered more than young people living in underserved neighborhoods. CBS's Nancy Chen takes us to a unique place where these children can heal. For the kids at this equine therapy center in Hartford, Connecticut, He's the inside leg. Patricia Kelly's position is undeniable. I'm the alpha mare. <laughs> 
The one-of-a-kind nonprofit Ebony Horsewoman is guided by Black and Hispanic therapists and instructors. Boys coming out. Offering Black and Hispanic children from struggling neighborhoods a lifeline. Before they arrive here in the morning, what are they seeing in their streets the night before? Everything. Um, they hear gunshots overnight. Nine, ten. About 30 kids from the age of five come together year-round at no cost. What were you like as a seven-year-old when you first got here? Oh, God. I was mean. I didn't really like people. 14-year-old J.J. Edwards and his unit patrol the streets around the center, the same neighborhoods in which they live. I know a lot of kids is not going to want to sit there and talk to a therapist and talk about how they feel. Like, you could tell a horse anything. You're not going to say nothing. You're just going to sit there and listen. Horse! The healing nature of these horses has changed thousands of lives since Patricia Kelly started 37 years ago. Anything that I can do to help them, I'm going to do. Good girl. Nancy Chen, CBS News, Hartford, Connecticut. It's true. You can tell a horse anything. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman on how a doting son parlayed Philly cheesesteaks, yes, Philly cheesesteaks, into the gift of a lifetime for his mother. Friendly reminder, if you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett. We thank you for watching and wish you a very good night. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.